while your day is winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Good evening. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. Uh, 508-996-0500 is how you can join us uh, this evening. Uh, for the first uh, hour, we have with us um, two members of the Fairhaven Select Board, Leon Corey. Hey, Leon, how are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Good. And uh, Stacia Powers. Hi, Stacia. Hi. Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. So we, um, uh, we're here to talk about the Proposition 2.5 override um, that... You guys want to put forward and um i know there's been a lot of discussion around it i'm starting to see some signs up uh across around the town so if anybody's got a question you can message me on the app chat or you can call at 508-996-0500 i'm sure the members of the select board would be happy to answer any questions that you have so let's start with proposition two and a half override and just to just to be clear, um, there's a state law that was passed in 1980 called Prop Two and a Half. It was passed on a ballot referendum that basically says no town can exceed a total levy limit on municipal taxes on on the tax your property taxes and I believe excise tax more than two and a half percent. So they can't raise your taxes more than two and a half percent per year. Now the only way um, that they could is with a Proposition Two and a Half override. There's two, basically two ways to approach it. There's one that's like for the life of a project, and there's another one that's just a, um, just a, a, an override, um, you know, forever and a day. And you guys are proposing, uh, the prop two and a half override, um, I think in part or in large part due to the staffing issues at the Fave and Fire Department, but there could be other stuff. Um, I've heard, you know, I had Brian Monroe on, he talked about, uh, the school committee, uh, the school department needing some money as well. So, um, We'll start with uh, Leon. Um, why are you guys uh, asking for the two and a half override? Thank you. So first of all, thank you for having us on here. Um, you know, there's a lot of information that's out there, and it's not necessarily always the most accurate information, um, as we know, as we've all learned from being in this town. And so the first thing is, um, we we can't really put it on any specific singular group. It, can't, it's not the firefighters. It's not the school. It's the town in total has and have been run with a certain regard to the finances. And the way the town has been run, it has been kind of utilizing free cash uh, more than it should without any means of replenishing that supply. Um, so to kind of, you know, and I like to use analogies and what have you, but it's like, you know, you were laid off from your job. You don't have your salary coming in anymore, and so you're living on your savings. Well, eventually that savings goes away because you have nothing else coming into it. There's not much going into that pool to replenish it. So instead of utilizing it as like a one-time thing to replace something or a supplement, it is something that we just keep dipping into. And so we're trying to rectify that to get the town right and balance the town going forward. 
Stacia? Yeah, there are, there's actually four situations that kind of placed us in this, in this position, um, that, uh, that are unique to this year, right? So we have collective bargaining agreements that we, uh, our new town administrator has negotiated seven new contracts, um, that had been put off for quite a while. Okay. Uh, and so we're looking at a 2% cost of living increase and then 3% steps. For, as a totality of those agreements, so what we're uh, that alone is above the two and a half percent. We're at five there. Right. Um, inflation, you know, what everything costs more, seven percent. Uh, free cash, as as Mr. Corey um, uh, referred to, well, that was specifically the last couple of years. We went, we had, we dipped into free cash uh, to to balance the budget. Uh, thinking that maybe that it was, uh, you know, a COVID situation. I think that's how it got through town meeting was like, well, you know, this is just for this year. But as, as, uh, Leon has said, it's, um, you know, it, you can't, you can't live on your savings. So there's that piece. And then, of course, the fire department's, fire department adding two positions. That wasn't free. You know, we do have to pay for, New positions. Um, that's the way. I thought they added four. They added four. Two of them are being paid for by um, increases in ambulance rece- ambulance receipts. So those okay. aren't coming out of the operating budget. Okay. Those are specifically uh, we voted recently to increase the um, amount uh, that we charge for ambulance runs. So okay. that is paying for two of those firefighters. All right. Um, well, getting into that actually. Uh, so I had Kevin Gonzalez on the fire union president. I know they were advocating for prop two and a half because they want an additional staff um, to add to their to add to that the four that already been hired, and they want you know they're advocating for more. Um, I believe the chief is as well uh, because currently they have uh, seven. Um, they currently have uh, seven per shift with these four new people, and they want nine per shift. Um, they've said, they've accused the elected leaders, which I assume in this case is you guys, of using these, uh, two of these employees as basically, uh, bargaining chips and saying that you are now changing, sort of changing your position on two and a half and saying actually their hiring is contingent upon, uh, the fire, uh, upon us passing two and a half and not getting that additional staff. Um, any comment on that? Sure. So first of all, we actually finally can comment. Um, we spent the better part of a year, you know, getting beat up by, uh, by my, my good buddy Kevin and we are actually friends. So, um, it has been, we've learned to just be able to separate, you know, professional and, and personal. Of course. But the reality is that it wasn't, it, that is not the case. So okay. that is funded. Um, we figured out how to incorporate that into the budget we have, but those cuts did have to come from somewhere else. Um, and so that is kind of where, when we're looking at the budget, that is, that is a factor certainly into this. Um, they are going to be fully funded for the four guys. Um, and then anything more than that, you know, first of all, we haven't actually established what the right number is. You know, you hear 12, you hear nine and, at some point, there will be there should be some sort of a study to figure out what the actual number is, and then beyond that, in order to get to that point, like that money would have to come from somewhere. You know, these four guys, yes, it, it is four in total. They're just paying for two of them themselves. You know, 
the town has wanted more firefighters. We're giving more firefighters. We have the same money that we've had this any time before, so that money has to come from somewhere. And so it's not a matter of leveraging one versus the other. I think a lot of it has just been the negotiation between the two sides. And so the ability to leverage, you know, media and whatever access you have. But, you know, the relationship between us and the firefighters is you know, as good as it ever was. Stacia, do you agree with that? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think we've, uh, you know, we've gotten through this process. We have, we've, we were able to, to do the, the four firefighters. Actually, the discussion that we, what we voted on, uh, on Monday night fully funds those firefighters. Okay. Um, we voted, um, and then there, the contingent budget is the budget that if the override does not pass, actually places those cuts at the school department. I personally don't feel like the schools can afford to lose those funds either. But that is uh, where if things don't go through, there's a, there's a significant cut um, in that to the schools and there's a significant cut to the town. So uh, we've got an app chatter from Stephen Fairhaven asking, um, do you support bringing the firefighter staffing up from where it is now? Um, or oh, you either or both. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Sorry. I partially just addressed some of that. Is that we don't know until we know what the right number is. Okay, and so we did bring it up already, but until we know like exactly right. where that figure is, and incorporating the fact that I, we do have you know a call department and kind of how much of that should be supplemented. But I would have no problem if we were told you know by independently this is where you need to be, including the call firefighters and how many. I would have no problem with that. And I think we have to be responsible, right? Like we we need to be. We need to look to the future. So if we say, if, if it comes back that we need nine, yeah. then we need to look to the future and go, well, how do we accomplish that yeah. in an incremental basis? Or do we have to finish, do we have to do this now? Right? I mean, we don't know any of that information. So we, we, we know we, that we can help with the four and that we need to look to the future and, and do a better job planning. And that is, has been the topic of a lot of our discussions lately. Is looking looking to the future and having uh, having lay out what uh, you know some uh, anticipation of what the future years might look like. So five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. We're also taking your messages on the WBSM app chat. Um, so uh, the other uh, question I had. So so you you you're unsure of the figure. My understanding was that the firefighters were. I think in sort of lockstep on this, asking for nine, but they feel like optimal is fourteen. Um, so, but you're you're unsure of where in that range that you guys can settle on a on a figure, um, basically. So, for, that's actually the first time I heard fourteen. I had heard twelve originally, well, and then okay. Chief said nine, and then it was kind of supplementing the additional three uh, to bring it to twelve with the call station. With, sure. um, but that is also that was their study. Uh, so, I mean, in anything, if I am the one who pays you to do a study. Like somebody else is going to want to, you know, do their own independent research as well to just confirm that number. It's well, I think that's the responsible thing to do. So it's not, it's not saying that their number's not right. It's just saying that we don't know. And you also have to remember this board has been together for a whole year, and we spent the majority of that year getting beat up by the firefighters for kind of everything before this year. 
Mm-hmm. And so we haven't necessarily really been in a position to address it completely as well. We have to remember adding that many firefighters is expensive. And we're, we're responsible. That's one of our major responsibilities is presenting a, a budget to the town that's responsible. So we, uh, we need to look at that and really evaluate how much it's going to cost and how we can accomplish, you know, public safety in a responsible way. So uh, another app chatter is asking um, if it's going to be raised by more than two and a half percent, how much will it be raised by? Well, we're looking at a figure of four hundred and fifty thousand okay. um, dollars. That is the that is the money that we need, uh, which translates uh, on your property tax bill to about eleven dollars per hundred thousand dollars of value. Okay. There's a calculator on the town's website that people can go to to see what that actually means for their pop, their property values. There's a link where you can look up your assessed value because it's not the Zillow number. It's not the number that you that the that you could sell your the, house the for. The estimate, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. It's, it's the uh, it's the, what the town has assessed your property at. Of course. So it's a there's a significant difference in that number. But just go to that website, look at what the town is that your house assessed at, and you can estimate what it might be. It's going to be close. Like, you know, it all depends on state funding. It all depends on it. But it's going to be close to whatever your uh, the the um, nope. calculator tells you. Also, keeping in mind that next year's assessed value might go up a little bit. You know, I think... Uh, Mr. Espindola at our last meeting was throwing around the number of 2.7%. So you might want to add a little when you do that calculation, and that will be a real clear, uh, you know, hopefully a a very close number for you. If I can add to that. Sure. Um, If we we see your calls online, we're going to take them in a minute. There are a lot of numbers being thrown around, um, mostly in social media, and those numbers aren't necessarily, I mean, I can say they're wrong because Mm -hmm. they don't know. Because nobody really knows the exact number at this point until it actually goes through and goes through the 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 process and what have you. So the number that we're going on is the eleven dollars per hundred thousand of assessed value. All right, let's go to the phones. Good evening. Hello. Hey. This is uh, Brian Monroe, vice chair of the school committee. Hey, Brian. How you doing? Good. Um, yeah, so I was just calling in, um, you know, to, uh, you know, first of all, thank, um, uh, Mr. Corey and Ms. Powers for, uh, you know, uh, voting for and pushing the, the school department's full figure the other night. Um, I am frustrated, however, though, that it's, um, con- in the contingent budget, um, because, you know, obviously, as Ms. Powers and Mr. Corey said, if the override doesn't pass, the school department now, uh, takes the brunt or takes pretty much all of the cut, um, cause, you know, while I, I completely support the fire department and their need for more staffing, I mean, I think pretty much everyone feels that that's a necessity. I do feel it's unfair that the school department is being asked to shoulder the entire burden, um, for the cuts, um, if they don't, if it doesn't go through. Um, and you know, I don't blame this on Miss Ellison at all. I think she's been, unfortunately, due to, uh, ship without a rudder prior to her coming in and even after she started you know it was difficult for her to just come right up to speed and start doing things i mean she's doing the best she can with a pretty lousy situation um you know so i don't i don't think anybody on the school committee blames her at all it's just 
but unfortunately, the town's been put in a position where if, if this override doesn't pass and we get cut 200000 the town has now pushed the school department down to either at the state minimum or below. Um, so, Brian, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. All right. Stacia, you run the school committee, so yes. I'll let you take that, uh, that, that uh, respond to that. Right. So, uh, yeah, it is, um, it's, it is unfortunate. We have, uh, the state, uh, has a formula that the school has to, uh, meet, the town needs to meet a certain level of funding every yeah. year. And that's called net school that's spending. Yeah. And that's, that's the amount that the town is required to pay, I mean, to, to put in for town, for, for spending for, for education. The, um, this cut would put us dangerously close to a right on net school spending number. Okay. And what happens if you fall below that, you start to get penalized by the state financially. And if it goes low enough, they'll actually pull their funding. So it is, uh, it is tremendously important that we do not get too close to that number. And it's, it's a unique situation for us because we are, We've been, you know, I mean, I'm very proud of our school systems. We have, we have a great school system and we are so close compared to the rest of the communities around us. A cushion is 12% above that net school spending. Um, you know, Westport is way above net school spending. You know, these towns that are, that are very close to us and sort of the same community that type of community we have, uh, are way above that number. So it's a, it's a, it's a slippery slope we're going down. And, um, you know, the, this override at $11 per 100,000, I think is a small price to pay to keep, to keep our education system strong after these kids have struggled through three years of COVID. You made a comment though about the school, the school department taking the brunt of, of this uh, budget shortfall. Right. Uh, so, and that's because of the, the net school spending figure? That's what I'm just trying to figure out. Um, well, it's because they have the largest budget and they've been the one that everybody keeps going towards to, yeah. to cut from, unfortunately. Yeah. And, it tep- and it typically is. I mean, they yeah. took a, they took a $200,000 cut last year, right. even with dipping into free cash. So, you know, they have um, their operating budget is is extremely tight. Mm-hmm. Um, they already have a hard time hiring. You start getting close to net school spending, there are going to be no teachers who want to come work for Fairhaven. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of pieces that go into this. And, um, I think I can, you know, I, I bring a sort of that perspective of seeing both sides. Um, and, and actually a lot of our state funding that, that has been increased this year with the, with the governor's budget and the, um, the house one budget. Has been in Chapter 70 money, which Chapter 70 money is for schools. It's right. intended to spend for schools. So much so that we have $700,000 more coming to the town and 650000 of it are Chapter 70 funds. Let's, uh, we got some calls on. Let's go to the phones. Good evening. Hello. Hello. Hey. How you doing? Good. What's up, John? Am I live? Am I on? You are live. Yeah, you're with the select board members. Excellent. Quick question for you guys. I'd like to know uh, James calling, by the way. James Susan calling from Fairhaven. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. How are doing you doing? All right. Thank you. All right. Well, I'd like to know as, as a concerned taxpayer and as a concerned town meeting member, 
how you guys feel about uh, the town administrator and her consultant uh, a couple nights ago mentioning the fact that this is just one of a few, meaning multiple, overrides that are in Fairhaven's future, uh, especially with the fact that this first override uh, was originally sold and, let's say, uh, advertised as the, you know, fix one-all, be-all, fix-all problem. Uh, and now we're finding out directly from her and the consultant uh, that this is only going to be the first override of many to come. Uh, so, again, as a concerned taxpayer and town meeting member, how do you guys feel about uh, multiple overrides and the fact that they're actually admitting that this override is not going to be enough to so-called fix the Haven's problems? James, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. All right. So, uh, James, thanks for calling. Um, and actually appreciate the fact that you are so engaged. Uh, but that is not what was said in the meeting. What was said is that, that this, there is certainly the possibility that there could be, you know, others in the future, but it's not, this is not the first in a series. What this means is this is a, this is the one to write the ship based on the information we have. Now, as you know, just finance in general, is you don't necessarily know what compounding issues can occur down the line when you haven't necessarily been able to replenish your free cash. You have projects that are coming up. You have other things. But with respect to what we have, this override is to bring us to a place where we can actually not be in a hole. And so I I don't know where, you know, it's not a first of many or multiple or what have you. We don't know that there, we don't know whether there will or will not be more. Um, But of course, there's the possibility as we have a a whole lot of things, you know, in front of us. I don't know if you want to add anything to that, Ms. Powers. Yeah. So uh, we're looking at long, long term planning, right? That's a, that's been a big topic at our meetings over the last uh, few meetings. Uh, we've been t- looking at how, how do we look to the future? And uh, there's been discussions. Maybe we should wait until, you know, we get this plan in place. But the concern is, is that we need to fix things now. We don't know what the future is going to bring. So we can't say the future is going to you know, it's, it's everything's going to be fine after this. We've been assured that it will be okay for the next, this will take care of us for the next couple of years as we look to the future and figure out what the, what might happen in, down the road. So the duration of this override would not be forever and a day. It would be for a term. So if you actually, I would like to address that. Like my understanding is there's only two ways to do this. You either do it for a project or you do it forever. This is not, this is one time if we wanted to go and certainly I can tell you going through this process, I would be okay if I never go through this ever again. <laughs> um, I don't wish this on anybody. Yeah. So it's not like this is fun, but the reality is if we wanted to, you know, go over two and a half ever again, we would have to go through this exact same process. This does not give us a green light to do this more than this one time. Okay. Yeah. Hey, okay. let's, let's take one. Uh, well, go ahead. I just want to add to that, that it, so basically it sets a new baseline, right? Okay. That's, that's really the key there. It sets, it sets the baseline. A, a new baseline. Okay. So, uh, let's, let's take one more call. Then I got to hit a break. So good evening. Hello. Hi, how you doing? Good. Hey, Marcus, it's Kevin Gonzo. Hey, Kevin, what's up? Hey, so first off, I just want to say um, I'm actually uh, probably one of the minority uh, being in favor of the override. Um, I understand the need for, I mean, cost of goods 
and, and services, you know what I mean, that the town provides has been a, a stable thing, and they, they need to still sustain any um, any expenses. I mean, as we all know, inflation and, and things go up, the cost for the town to run, I mean, uh, that budget just increases. It's not like a, if you owned a business, 2014, your prices aren't going to be the same as they are today, you know. They, they're going to factor in expenses increasing also. So I, I feel it's right that the town's doing something along those lines. Um, and the two-and-a-half override, I, I just want to ask, too, um, I, from what I hear is that the tax that we pay now will actually go down. So it'll be less than what we're even paying right now, even with the override. So I, I just I feel like people are misinformed and they're not really understanding. And my other thing is, is I, I'm pretty sure it'll allow the state to contribute more money to the town also. And just my last point is, um, just for Stacia, the town is only uh, supplying two firefighters. The fire department increased ambulance billing to right. factor in the other two firefighters. Yeah, so I just want to yeah, I said that. that. Yeah, thank you. Oh, you know, you said funding, you know, how it's expensive for firefighters and all that. And I get it's expensive, but uh, the, the mm-hmm. fire department mm-hmm. funding the two additional due to increased billing. So, Thank you. Kevin, you said, um, I just wanted to clarify something. You said taxes would go down, and I was wondering if the select board could confirm that at some point taxes would get uh, would, would be lower. So to clarify, your percentage tax rate will go down. If your house values stay the same, then sure. But there is, you know, your house is going to appreciate in value like anything else. So right. the percentage tax rate will go will go down, but... You know, we can't necessarily control uh, the appraisal value of your home. So all things being equal, if yeah. you, you look at the calculator online, yeah, it might look like your taxes would go down, but it will be, uh, but they, you, you do need to anticipate somewhat of an increase. Kevin, thanks for the call. Thank you. Thanks, Rick. All right, we got to take a break. Uh, 508-996-0500 if you want to get in line with uh, Leon Corey and Stacia Powers of the Fairhaven Select Board. And, uh, yeah, got to take a break. Hey, welcome back. We're here with Fairhaven Select Board members Leon Corey and Stacia Powers. Uh, we're taking your calls at 508-996-0500. That's how you can get on. We're also taking your app chat messages. That's how you can um, uh, ask um, the, the Select Board members questions so um someone says they found the calculator but they're unsure of how to um uh find out what their how much their property is worth the assessed value of their property there's a link it's it's just some words highlighted in blue just above the calculator that they can click and put in at the top of the page their address cool that's great all right so um 508-996-0500 is how you can get on We'll also take your app chat messages. Uh, someone asked uh, if there's going to be any excessive salaries, uh, salary increases with this two and a half override. If someone's looking to uh, looking for increased pay, no. Okay. So, <laughs> Simply stated, there are, no, there, are, there are salary increases, but yeah, not excessive right. salary. It's it's we're paying market rate, and okay. that's where we we have to be to yeah. in, in such a competitive market. Oh yes, um, yeah. I think there might have. Maybe they're just a little perturbed about what would happen in New Bedford. So 508-996-0500. Uh, someone else is actually asking. Um, oh, all right. Um, so someone's asking uh, if free cash is such a problem, why did the Fairhaven School Committee steal a million dollars to build a football field at Stacia? 
Okay. So free cash <laughs> is not is not necessarily a problem. We have uh we have a, a, a an excessive amount of money in free cash. The problem is is that it's not it's our savings account. We do not um want to and it is it is for projects. Yeah. It's for one-time projects. Mm-hmm. Uh so it did fit with that um with that project. It wasn't stolen. Um town meeting voted for it mm-hmm. uh so it was and i think we all need to move on yeah <laughs> <laughs> well um th- there was a there was this, i think immediate buyer's remorse on that the field is nice but there was immediate like buyer's remorse on that on behalf like for the townspeople's sake but i guess the question is do you regret that vote do i regret the vote no yeah. okay i see it um really bringing a lot of value to town and i that that field was not going to last another few years and we had to do something so we were going to invest uh you know thousands every year or we were going to take some take take some money and make it make it happen we tried you know that the idea was to borrow for it and you know how it went through uh was the will of town meeting so at the time the one thing I can add there is, well, good. I wasn't on the school committee. I was barely living in the town. Um, but one time acquisition of a football field from free, from free cash is not going to create the circumstances that we're in. Look at you on the other side of this issue now that there's no campaign. Uh, not at all. <laughs> I mean, I never really went that hard at it. I never really went hard at it <laughs> because I wasn't here. <laughs> all right. Um, uh, 508 <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, okay. So uh, again, that dollar figure that you brought up, I think it's worth mentioning again in case people are just tuning in now. You said it would be uh, your your estimate is four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and it would be eleven dollars per one hundred thousand dollars of assessed value per, so. and that's per year for this. For this year. For one year. For this year. Mm-hmm. For this one year. Okay. And you're hoping, but you can't say to a certainty that there will be, um, this will cure the budgetary shortfalls that the town is currently experiencing. No. It will, it'll, it'll, right, it'll, we'll, we'll be able to manage our, our needs this year. We'll be able to, with a two and a half, where a two and a, we anticipate a two and a half increase to the tax levy next year will be fine um and then we'll as we look to project down the road we'll have uh we'll have to see analogy time so (laughs) look i bought a house i thought everything was great i bought a house in august thought i was good you know went through it thought everything was was great and i would be good to go well then a few months in my water my um my water tank breaks um yeah and you know some other things go, and my um, my oven broke, and all of these things happened. And it's like, guess what? I didn't account for those things. So yeah. can write this ship up to this point, but you know, as far as what the future holds, you know, these things certainly there are variables that are unknown. So five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. Next question is when is the. Um is is there an election on the books for this? Because uh, this has to go has to go to town meeting first, and then it has to go on the ballot. That's my understanding of uh, of this process. So where where are we at on this? Um, so yes, it goes to town meeting to actually vote 
the appropriation of funds. Okay. So in the way it would work is in theory, you would go to an election, to a general election first. And then if it passes, then you would go to a town meeting. The town would vote for the appropriation of the funds because we have a town meeting scheduled. We don't want to have two town meetings. And so we're going to vote for the appropriation of funds in the event of it going through and being passed in the election. If it doesn't then we will need to go back to town meeting to appropriate the funds. Okay. All right. So, okay. So let's take a break and then we'll be right back. This is South Coast Tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. Listen to us live anywhere in the world on the WBSM app. The voices in the night that cover the news of the day. I heard the voices too. Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. More of South Coast Tonight happens now on WBSM. Mm-hmm. All right, so I was confused about something. Uh, turns out I don't know everything. And so I, uh, I we, we got some clarification. You're at the next meeting going to uh, move forward with the two and a half, like to ask the, put it on the ballot so the voters can can decide whether or not uh, they should override Prop 2.5. And, and so basically the the law says it has to be at least 35 days after the date you set it. And that's going to be at the next meeting, which is the 18th. Correct. Okay, so the next meeting you're going to set it, and then it's going to be the, you said the 23rd was, yes. the, was the earliest it could be. Correct. Okay. 35 days from April 18th is Tuesday, May 23rd. Okay, so you're looking at Tuesday, May 23rd. I guess my next question is, I know we've, we've heard calls, we've taken a, a messages from the app chat, uh, you know, from, from some, uh, Fairhaven residents, but have you had any other conversations with people, uh, outside of this forum and, uh, how have those conversations gone? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you asked, you got that out with a straight face. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. Um, so yes, all the time. Um, you know, people have called me while I was baking cookies. Um, <laughs> you know, run into people in front of, um, in stop and shop, in front of town hall, everywhere. Um, and mostly the one thing that I really learned from canvassing is that social media is not indicative of the masses for the town. Of uh, course. Because the majority of the town just kind of wants the town to run. So people are just interested in kind of knowing what it means, how we got here. Um, and kind of dispelling some of the information that's out there. People have been a lot more open-minded generally and just more curious as to like, so that they can make up, make up their mind. Um, not necessarily as a visceral reaction as there is in, uh, in the social media world. Yep. I, I have the same experience. A lot of people have come up to me and said, Hey, what's, what's this two and a half override thing? And I've, it's, I explain it and they say, Oh, Okay. <laughs> you know, because it's, um, you know, what does it mean to me? That's what, that's what matters, right? Right. To everyone. Well, so my next question is, you know, we've talked about the fire department, the school department. Are there any other departments that stand out that are worth mentioning and that need, you know, additional funding that are experiencing the shortfall, a shortage of staffing? Well, we're having a hard time hiring across the board. Like we don't have a finance director and yeah. we haven't had a lot of good candidates. We don't have, um, we don't have a, a collector. 
um, we don't have, you know, we had a really hard time finding a, a building inspector. We have a fantastic one now, which we're really excited about. But it is really, um, you know, just even hiring for town hall has been a challenge. Um, just finding, just finding people. So that it, that causes, you know, the um, issues with trying to get people to town. You know, well, because you can't pay them at a competitive rate, basically. Right. Right. That and the fact that the reality is not a lot of young people, people aren't necessarily getting into you know, the public sector because the money isn't there in general. Yeah. And so you're not necessarily appealing to the best and brightest talent. You're kind of and so you want to get more people who are excited you know, about the public sector, about municipal government uh, and getting involved there. And one other thing that I'd like to share is that, you know, and I've been hearing this from from department heads. So. This is already a cut budget. So mm-hmm. Angie sat with everybody at the, you know, in January and went through their budgets and drew lines through saying, nope, 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 nope. And then the, we have the, we had the temporary, uh, interim finance director come in. More lines were drawn through. So they've already trimmed, trimmed, trimmed. So I think if you asked any department head, they'd say, yeah, we need more of everything. Let's uh, take a break so we can finish out the hour strong here. So just to sort of encapsulate uh, the conversation from the last hour, I do want to thank um, our Fairhaven Select Board members, uh, Leon Corey and Stacia Powers, for, for joining us and for taking your questions on the app chat and on, on the phones. So just to sort of encapsulate, um, you in anticipate that this prop two and a half over it's worth repeating because people tune in at different times mm-hmm. that you anticipate the prop two and a half override will cost eleven dollars uh, per a hundred thousand assessed value for one year so just for one tax year that'll be the increase that'll be the increase on uh, on their um on their tax obligations and that will allow you to sort of replenish the the budget shortfalls that you have um and uh, you're setting the uh, election date either. Uh, you're setting the election date next week, and it's, it can be. It's got to be at least 35 days out. So the earliest it could be is May 23rd. And uh, is there anything else that I, I, I didn't mention? Just to reiterate, um, I think the most important piece of misinformation that is out there is that this gives us a green light to just go over two and a half freely. I've said it in previous meetings. I said it earlier today. This is, if we want to ever do this again, we have to go through this exact same process. The voters will have to make the decision. And again, we're just trying to provide the voters with the information so that they can decide whether, you know, whether we're going to go forward with it. And so this is one time, if we do it again, which I hope we never do, at least in the time that I am serving on the select board, um, we will have to go through this again. And the the thing that I'd like to say is like let's just um, make sure that you go to the website, uh, the town's yeah. website, yes. and there is all the information you need um, and uh, plenty of plenty of places uh, to to look for what it'll mean to you. So it's on uh, the Fairhaven um, Fairhaven dot dash mass. Oh no, sorry, yeah, Fairhaven, Fairhaven dash ma dot gov. 
Oh yes, that gov. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's not it doesn't roll off the tongue. Um, so you go to go to that website and there's a link on the homepage uh, to get What's to the, the link? data. Do we do we know? Uh, no, it's, it's too long. It's a I long was going to read it. URL. But it, it's pretty long, <laughs> but the it is literally the first thing under news and notices. Um, FY24 override information hub on the Fairhaven website, which is fairhaven-ma.gov. Okay. All right. So um, I appreciate you guys coming on. we got a couple minutes. I think we've covered everything, unless you have anything else you want to add. Um, I've been asking my guests this uh, for a few days now because it's been a very popular segment, I guess, with the audience. What's your favorite TV show, Leon? All time? Yeah. The Wire. The Wire. Love The Wire. Stacia? All time? Yeah, ever. You know, I kind of live in the moment right now, and I tell you, I just love Ted Lasso. <laughs> I love Ted Lasso, too. Ted Lasso's and shrinking. excellent. Shrinking is shrinking, really good yeah, as I've, well. I've been meaning to watch. I like Jason yeah. Siegel, Harrison very Ford. Very funny. Very funny. I'm going to have to add those. Yeah. Both I'll amazing shows. Although I did just get into The Witcher. The Witcher, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that. With, yeah, uh, it's pretty. If Henry you're into Cable. that kind of that kind of stuff, it's actually it's on Netflix and it's pretty cool. I'll just check out The Witcher. I might rewatch The Wire actually. I, the, the Wire, in my opinion, is the greatest thing to ever be on television. A lot of people say that, and I, it's actually one of my favorite shows. So yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm 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 there with you. I will make if you don't mind. I will make my uh, my signature plea. Everyone, you know, please get involved. Um, yeah, well, watch there the are wire. a lot of people in town. Yes, watch the wire. <laughs> but <laughs> please get in- involved in the town. We have a lot of committees. There's a lot of room for volunteers. We want people who are just going to be involved and when, you know who are passionate about the town, and we'll find a place he's, for you. He's throwing shade at me for resigning from the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we got we, we got we got a call. Actually, we can fit it in. Okay. Good evening. Sorry. All right. Okay. Um, so we've got two minutes. I, I'm going to hold you here for two minutes. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> so uh, tell me, like, is there anything else going on in town that people should be aware of other than this? This is the biggest thing, obviously. Yeah, but. this has consumed us you know, twice a week, every week for the last month and a half, two months. Um, so I don't even know. I, I'm looking forward to seeing my family again. Yeah, right. Um, I have to reintroduce myself to my kids, you know, and um, I don't know. Someone oh, asked, yeah. actually, Leon, someone asked about your um, your uh, your Black History Month uh, event. You had a speaker there. Was it uh, Jabril Kazan? Well, I was the speaker. He was unavailable to attend, so I spoke. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, are you willing to speak on another date? Yes. Oh, yeah, cool. just reach out to me, um, you know, um, Anywhere, lcorey at gmail.com, lcorey at fairhaven-ma.com, like anywhere, or .gov, (laughs) yes. Um, Just just, call me anywhere. Just Google Leon Corey. You're not a hard guy to find. Yes. I I spoke at uh, Dartmouth High School earlier this week. Uh, A couple other, you know, schools and such have reached out. It's treasonous. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that. They asked. I will go anywhere. I won't hold it again. I'll go anywhere that I am asked. I've spoken at Fairhaven High School. Oh, there you go. Twice, actually. So, All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, uh, Maybe when we get closer to this election date, when we find out when it is, you come back on, answer some more questions. I'm sure there'll be need to be a refresher on this.